The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more. Forest Bluff Real Estate Team serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Joseph Fidus, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parnell. Get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard-to-find small-batch products that will delight both the occasional user and ganjier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Navy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest owned Mike Havy. Check them out at havycommunications.com. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters. Matt A., Elizabeth C., Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C., and Helen. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Rod Stop and Captain Mike's in Kenosha, the Greentown Tavern, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan. Come on, Rick. You can do it. Reboot your AOL. You've got mail. <laughs> or copy, sir. Okay. But they're up in Michigan, right? He doesn't have dispensaries. He's a he's home. a he's a Lake Bluff guy. Right. So I'm sure if you inquire how to how to uh, get his product, I'm sure he will let you know. His name is Rich Ruzich. Yeah. Rich. Oh, there we go. Here, I'm going to send Sorry about that, out. gentlemen. Uh, you know, boomer with a computer. <laughs> What'd you say, Rich? What's that? What's... Sorry about that. I couldn't. I was on earlier there, but I couldn't hear anything. My, uh, uh, my speakers were misset. What state are we in today, Rick? I mean, no, we're still uh, in Arizona. We are, we're coming back tomorrow. Back to Illinois uh, tomorrow. Uh, I'll wear my, my bulletproof armor. Uh, see if I can survive uh, through O'Hare. Yeah, don't leave your uh, your handheld in the... Uh, your concealed uh, weapon in the bag. Yeah. Certain NFL players. You know, we're so far north, it's sometimes better to fly into Milwaukee. Yeah, it's it's still a long, it's still a longer drive from Is Milwaukee, it? but um, uh, but yeah, there, there can be some advantages. Sometimes it's good to uh, get in Milwaukee. On the other hand, uh, I've seen other flights where they land in Chicago and then they go fly from Chicago to Milwaukee. So you end up having to wait on the plane uh, yeah. in order to go to Milwaukee in order then to drive back. Are you kidding, Rick? You're going to Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, yeah, the Chicago Executive uh, Airport. Sure, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, I'm, I'm terrified enough of the big planes. <laughs> I wouldn't want to get out of the small planes, too. <laughs> you, you could be in a submarine. <laughs> yeah, that's that has been, uh, that's going to get everybody's attention today. 
Uh, you got uh, what uh, three billionaires in a uh, in a in a sub uh, bolted in too. That's you know that's got to be kind of a scary thought. You know you, you can't get out. It has to be let out from the outside. Uh, yeah, this is well. A couple of things are going through my mind. Like the minute they say, "Okay, the air is over," then all of a sudden a puff of smoke and they appear on the deck. <laughs> You think this may be a, a fundraising uh, opportunity? Well, well, I, or, or, or it's you know one of the guys is a billionaire. But these are rich people, like two hundred fifty grand to go. Well, I, I think three of them are billionaires. Yeah, sounds like uh, a lot of them are very wealthy. Yeah. Maybe you could call that a tax shelter. Ooh. Like they're making themselves disappear. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't think any of them are Americans, though, right? I think they're all like, weren't they? Um... I don't know about their citizenship, uh, but yeah, some yes, other countries. I don't British or uh, Pakistani. The the billionaires, I believe, Pakistani. But uh, thoughts and prayers to the family. But you want to go like two miles yeah. underneath the ocean comes with some risks. Just saying. Yeah, it it it, it really does. I mean, that's kind of looking for trouble on some level. I, you know, the Titanic was a disaster. You want to make a bigger disaster? Thanks. You know. Yeah. Well, and they and they were warned on it, but that's not Lake Forest. We got our own issues. Yeah, we got our own. We got our own issues. Um, I really enjoyed the clip of uh, Kathy Zerniak talking to the um, uh, CBD uh, Central Business District, not not cannabis Central Business District. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh wait, uh, committee. <laughs> I, got, I got the wrong notes. Yeah. <laughs> is that why you wore your Iliad uh, shirt today, <laughs> Rich Rusich? Sorry, man. <laughs> hey, Rich. Rich did run. You know, Joe, uh, you were talking about this. Yeah, Rich. Didn't Rich run for the Lake County Board uh, against? Yeah, the, I think he uh, did uh, in the last election. I mean, I, yeah, um, and he had those signs up by yes. what we used to be scooters. And there's a whole Correct. issue with the scooters. That Lake County was, wouldn't owner, approve it. Or? Yeah, the owner of scooters. Well, it's scooters, by the way, and that whole north side of 176 is county. That's not in Lake Bluff. Lake Bluff is the south side of 176. The north side is unincorporated. It's what's called Knollwood. We've talked about Knollwood before. The um, uh, and so its zoning is governed by the county. Uh, the owner wanted to put in um, uh, video gambling machines uh, and um, uh, beer and wine sales. Uh, as part of a renovated scooters, building a new building, uh, making it uh, a, a more modern facility, and putting some money into the into the process. Uh, the county board president, uh, who was also our representative for this district, Sandy Hart, uh, was opposed to that. Uh, and as a result, it never happened. And so um, uh, scooters in particular, scooters owner, uh, has been very uh, vocally anti-Sandy uh, Hart in the last election. And yes, there were a number of uh, some kind of nasty uh, graffiti up on the building. Interesting. Just like Chicago. So, so Rich it was is... very Chicago-like. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was not very Lake Bluff-like. I know I'll say that, yes. Now, you guys got your own... I've issues. always said, I, I've been trying to get Lake Bluff to annex that whole strip, the north side. Uh, silo. I mean, that's that's good tax revenue for Lake Bluff. Uh, it, it would it would be very uh, desirable property. Well, would those property owners fight that? Uh, well, that's just it. They have to come in voluntarily. Uh, I was my original idea was I wanted to offer them uh, a a deal where we would give them video gambling 
we would create, we'd annex the whole street into Lake Bluff and create it as a video gambling district uh, and allow the video gambling in exchange, which would be very lucrative for them. Um, but then while I was trying to float that idea, uh, the uh, county did a 180 on video gambling and decided that they liked video gambling after all. Uh, and so they could uh, annex into, by, by already being in the county, they could get video gambling, but it is discretionary with the county board. Uh, and doesn't uh, Sandy has not been uh, very friendly to it for scooters. Although um, when the lake house was there, the lake house had video gambling. That was no problem. Yeah. I, you know, and I think, you know, there's this week, the chamber is hosting a breakfast with the mayors of Lake Forest and Lake Bluff. Yes. On Friday morning. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, we'll the uh, maybe we can talk to uh, uh, the mayor of Lake Bluff on a future show about some stuff. Uh, but uh, well, you know, I've, I've been, always you know the, the future of Knollwood is always a it, it's a it's a thing that's out there because it is unincorporated and now it's getting surrounded. Now uh, Green Oaks has come in from the west and has annexed land in from the west and is now up to Waukegan Road. Uh, to the south, you have Lake Forest on the southwest, and you got Lake Bluff to the south. And then to the north, you have North Chicago, such that Knollwood is getting smaller and smaller. Once an area gets to 60 acres or less, it can be forcibly annexed. That is without the agreement of the uh, uh, landowner. Um, uh, but you have to be 60 acres or less and surrounded by other municipalities. Um, do they uh so what in that unincorporate in that area there if they need the police who comes uh the sheriff is supposed to come but the lake bluff police actually come uh, obviously lake bluff is much faster much short much closer uh when there have been shootings at silo uh and at what is now uh uh, uh volby uh, uh what is now the uh, landscaping place where previously was McCormick's, there were shootings there. Uh, it's always like Bluff police who arrive first. It seems like a, a, I've had dinner at Silo many times. I can't imagine a, a shooting occurring, but uh, <laughs> it seems like a really I, nice place. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a surprise to everyone, I think, when it happened. Uh, well, but it, you get yeah. a couple of drunk people that can happen. But so the tax no, it was, it was a robbery. I mean, it was, it was, this is it was something I've always thought about. You know, I grew up in Niles Township, where every square inch of the township was incorporated or yeah. was part of the Cook County Forest Preserve where no one lived. Yeah. So you really, you know, you didn't really need township government, but they still had it because it was it was patronage for them. No, and it's Shields Township is this is Shields Township. I mean Knollwood is really governed by Shields Township, which does the roads there. Uh, there's like a mile and a half worth of roads. But are the taxpayers of Lake Bluff by sending their police force there subsidizing that area? And that's a question I've always had. And it maybe is. this is a topic yeah. for another show sometime, but do these do the taxpayers of the incorporated areas shoulder the burden for the of of people living in the unincorporated areas? So in other words, we live in yes. Shields Town. I live in Shields Township, but I'm in the well. city of Lake Forest. Mm -hmm, me too. So, but there's that unincorporated Shields Township. But am I, as a Shields Township taxpayer, subsidizing an, an area that? has chosen not to incorporate and is yes, that you fair are. and i don't know the answer to that i mean that's uh, yeah that's I, I believe serious. yes you are and yes and I, 
you are effectively subsidizing it. You know, you know who we should have on, um, uh, perhaps is Scoo's sister. Well, she's not on the board anymore. I think. I think I heard. She I, last time I saw, she was. There was. There was some confusion going on in terms of resignations and then with resignations being withdrawn. Because my last last time I spoke to her, which wasn't that long ago, uh, she was on the board still. Well, we did have a, a Shields Township trustee on recently, but in a different role. David Weil uh, from Christ uh, 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 Church and the Matthew Holmes thing with North Chicago is a Shields Township trustee. Oh, so okay. He didn't. We didn't want it. We wanted that focus to be North Chicago and Matthew Holmes. Yeah, that good, said, I mean, and I, he, uh, yeah, it was a great show. Uh, he, he, I think he indicated to me one that her, his, that Scoo's sister had resigned. And again, I don't want to spread rumors on the internet here if it's not yeah. true, but. Um, the, but he kind of, he said that, you know, cause that, that township includes North Chicago. And I guess he was asked, I don't know if it was by the mayor, uh, cause he was appointed due to a vacancy. I'm not, maybe it was school sisters vacancy. I don't know, but he was appointed and they wanted, because the mayor wanted North Chicago representation on there because he felt North Chicago didn't get, uh, always get represented represented at the township. So again, there's there's a lot with township government. Yeah. You know, we've talked about well, some the of the thing the township government really does there is because in addition to the roads, uh, the, the 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 assessor is, uh, for all of the real estate in the township is a township position. Um, but really, the only thing that they're doing now uh, is charity work. Uh, they have a food pantry. Uh, and that's at last you know, the, the the last vestigial uh, function of the township in Illinois uh, is to provide relief for uh, desperately poor people. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you go downstate. There's a lot of townships. A lot. There's a lot of unincorporated, you know, farmland, all that. It's kind of interesting that Sangamon County, I think, has more townships mm -hmm. than Cook County. So, uh, but. You know that yeah. this is it's it's, a, it's it's vestigial. I mean, because when 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 the area is first rural and first farm, the township is your there is no city. the The township is your basic local government. Right. The townships uh, were drawn back by, in the northwest territory. Uh, the township does not disappear. Yeah, and Illinois. We've talked about this before. We talked about this with school districts. We've talked about this. Illinois has more units of local government than any other state in the country. Yes. So you Please. think about that. Think of how Please. much bigger California and Texas are yeah. than Florida. Illinois, yet we have more units of local government than California. Yes. And I, I think that's crazy. They're all getting a pension too, Joe. But anytime, yeah, I know, something. I know. And and the problem is, you know, and this this cuts both this cuts to both parties because I can remember Bruce Rauner when he was governor, mm -hmm. Uh, started a task force to look at this. I think he put Lieutenant Governor Sanguinetti on it. And, and, and the blowback he got was not from Democrats. No, it, was from, it was from Republicans because, like I said, you get outside of Chicago and it's it's all Republicans on this. And, you know, like I, grew, like I said, I grew up in Niles. Just downstate, by the way, Warren Township, just to oh, the yeah. north of us. Uh, Warren Township is a very active group. They provide all kinds of social services. All they have a community center. They've got buildings. They've got vehicles. It's it's a big deal. And most of uh, Warren Township must be uh, Waukegan, Gurney, uh, Libertyville uh, uh, Incorporated. 
but they still have uh, managed to find a, 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 a useful purpose uh, in the area and I think is, is actively used. Uh, but that's right, not somebody, true. Somebody mentioned, However, that's not true. Somebody <laughs> mentioned scooters and I have on my notes here scooters, but not the business. These scooters that these kids are hopping on to go like 60 miles an hour and they're cruising through town, let alone the, the bicyclists, which are sausage casings that don't stop at the stop signs. There's got to be some uh, restriction on those things because we're going to see, uh, I'm telling you. Especially there used to be signs in downtown Lake Forest that said walk bikes uh, in the, throughout the downtown area. And those signs, I think, have disappeared. I'm not sure why. Uh, because I've noticed that, uh, well, they're not there. Um, well, it's important because we're talking about the Central Business District, and we're trying to figure mm -hmm. out a place to put a parking lot or a parking structure or use something that's existing. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about traffic flow, and let's just talk about suites uh, driving uh, on Deer Path there. There's so many blind spots there, and you got a kid whizzing by, at th 30 miles an hour I'm, I'm sure you've seen it too yeah we're, we're gonna there's gonna be headlines it's not gonna be good ones so we need to uh eventually somebody's gonna get hurt on that that, that that's pretty easily yeah. predictable. i mean it's happened i yeah. i worked you know i think on the very first show i was on i made reference the very first time i ever came to lake forest back in the 80s uh my first one of my first jobs i worked for the hagen Dawes that was in downtown lake forest it's it was on deer path where that pizza bakery was, though I think they, yeah, home, they just home. closed. Yeah. So Sweets was not what it is today. And and obviously that Hagen Dazs is long gone. Um, but uh there were there were incidents then. I mean like 1988. Yeah. I, I think that's that. why the walk bike sign was put up because there were there were accidents. Uh the problem that we got with the parking. scooters in particular are they're very, very very fast. The kids have limited control over them. Um I've used the scooters uh not in Lake Forest, but in other uh, uh cities, particularly in uh Scottsdale area, for example. Um and yeah, I mean a you know, big old fat guy uh, zipping along at 25 miles an hour. Uh, you know, it's it, it, this something screams trouble here. <laughs> if you're heading west on the path. And you got suites on the right. You have cars blocking the 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 view and the vision, and the the uh, the pedestrians have the right of way. And in in order to have a better line of sight, you're gonna have to remove a parking spot. That could be an issue. And again, putting on top of it these different uh, ways of transportation that are wh whizzing by. These are some of the things that are coming up with the central business district, which, of course, we all watched. Uh, last week, and uh, oh. no, it's uh, <laughs> I mean, there were mo there were good moments. I, I I sat in on tons of these meetings when I was an elected official, and then I was on the on the committee that worked on a TIF uh, redevelopment of our uh, train station area, and I think it was also, we did also stuff with Dempster Street, but uh, in Morton Grove. So the you know this is where local government service and local community interests it, it you know there's a lot of dry boring moments though there were some you know I, I did get through it was about what two hours that uh that YouTube video of the meeting and uh, I did get through it. there were some lively moments there well there's some questionable moments because 
I'm looking at Lake Forest for transparency, and I'm looking at the people that are up on that board. There's a lot of similar last names, uh, starting <laughs> with <laughs> similar first names too. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, let's just let's let's do Mormon. Like, how can you be on that? Train? Morehead. Morehead. Yeah. Okay. That's what she said, or he said. So you got more. You got more. Henry Morehead, former bear. He's a great yeah. guy. So you got. Yes, he uh, well, still is. I still is a great guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> Emory Moorhead. Yeah, he's a realtor. Very successful yeah, realtor. Has been for many years. Yeah. Come on, guys, yeah. pull it in. So you got Jamie up on that board as the in-between person, and he's also on that Lake Forest for transparency, whatever the heck it is. I, I call it the anti-business people. The, the I, the I, I call it the uh, the opaque transparency group because they won't print your they'll print anybody's letter but yours they block comments on facebook um you know yeah, so transparency I mean, is uh yeah it's pretty well, open it's, it's a great stick they're running on the transparency thing but it's but all I the same people that that block everything and it yeah. just and, and they're on this board, and one of them's Pasquazi, and I know there's a bunch of Pasquazis in town. There's, there's yeah, Pasquazis everywhere around here, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, God forbid I look and see, oh, it's the same Pasquazi that's up on that transparency website. And then the cherry on top of the Sunday, you got Rami Lopat, who... <laughs> Mr. Lopatin. I said miss, sorry, pardon me. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Well, good evening, everybody. My name is Rami Lopat. Um, so I had prepared remarks, but due to your conversation tonight, I've now got a lot of other ones. So please bear with me a little bit. This is a little rugged. I've thought and thought and thought about this chapter for the, in the last two months since your last public hearing. I sent you five pages of edits. Well in advance of the meeting, Mr. Dixon, as you asked me to do at the last meeting, which I hope you've been able to read and digest. I took a lot of time, so I hope that you will now take time to carefully evaluate, for example, um, my suggestions. For example, my written vision statement, my substitute vision statement. Um, I'd love to see you, and the vision statement was up there, I'd love to see you take out the first three lines that don't, so you don't start with a negative of a vision statement. Um, for example, I'd like to see Tesco Associates rewrite uh, a goal, like identify stormwater opportunities, such as dot, 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 lighting. Into, make it into something coherent and do that throughout this document. Um, I hope you'll point out that if a strategy is to prohibit left turns, left movements onto Deer Path from Bank Lane, which this document calls for, you'll point out that it would be a simple matter to post a sign first. We don't need to do a full for one-way traffic if that's the goal. Um, and of course, as Kathy said, a traffic study is needed first anyway, uh, because this document doesn't mention the loss of 17 parking spaces on Deer Path due to beautification reasons. 
In fact, I'd love to see you take time in each of your meetings, this is what I was gonna say at the end, to take up an issue. Just have a discussion with all of us at every meeting. It could be Bank Lane, as Mr. Moorhead said, it's in the zoning code already. Do we really need eight, eight pages in this document? But let's take some other issues that would be great to talk about. The post office, Ms. Nearing, um, what is its future? This document does not say that we are actively trying to keep the post office right in that beautiful Art Deco building. Why aren't we doing that? Why are we just accepting that the post office is going to move and this is a redevelopment opportunity? And if it is a redevelopment opportunity, are we planning many more stories? Are we gonna lift it up and put a parking garage underneath? Those are the kinds of discussions that can be freewheeling, that can be easy, easy in the sense of informal, and, and are necessary to complete a document like this, to have clarity on what our decisions are in the future in 2025, in 2030, in 2035. This is a 20-year guiding document. It needs to be very clear about the aspirations that we have at this precise moment looking out over 20 years. And this document gives very, very short shrift to articulate, articulating those aspirations. Commissioner Moorhead, you raised a good point. Development parameters. Do you remember the development parameters for McKinley? One and a half pages, goals, the larger area, aesthetics, open space. Then they had sub-goals, one line each. It was a very clear one-page document. You could scan it. You didn't have to like the goals, but you could scan it and know what, what was going to happen. And it was a document that you, the plan commission, could come back to and say, did this McKinley project, or whatever project, meet the goals, meet these development parameters. Of course, in that case, I would say most of them got flunked. But the idea is correct. This document should be taken back down to a concise one-page document that the public can digest and know it precisely what you were intended, intending, and then turn it into a longer document. Um, I suggest putting this, this um, I don't know what the hurry is here. This, this 1998 comprehensive plan has been around a long time, um, so I don't know why we have to approve this this instant. I would suggest you take two months. Uh, I don't know. Clo I think the clo probably close down the public hearing, but it doesn't have to. Um, and let's hire, and this is in your staff recommendations, but not quite clearly enough. Let's hire some outside, outside, not local, outside um, planners conversant with the unique strategies by historic downtowns and small cities to come here and offer their views of this document. Let's hold some more public forums like the one that we had at Gorton. We need to circle around and have those informal conversations with stakeholders. In fact, I'd love to hear from developers and building owners. I'm really sad that they're not in this audience and giving you testimony. We need to hear from them. You need to hear from them before approving this. Um, let's get into the nuances of what we want. I think residents know, even block by block, what we want. And, um, and after that, I think we'll be ready with a well-considered, very adoptable document that will be relied on for 20 years, instead of something ambiguous and 
grammatically incorrect in a lot of places, we're not even close now. As Mark Twain once said, if I had more time, I'd write a shorter letter. Give us some more time and some more involvement. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not really prepared. My name is Rami Lopat, but um, first of all, I guess I have a question, which, which is, um, is this, is this a proposal in front of you in relationship to a particular uh, instance or example? It is not. It's, uh, it's come up. We've uh, approved over the last probably 12 months restaurants uh, and restaurants in town. Uh, the latest one was Sophia's where the outdoor music uh, subject came up. And at that time, uh, we discussed how other restaurants in town had it. And we felt as if, uh, as the plan commission, that it should be something that the city council should direct us to look at. Uh, the city council did that. We've had, this is probably the third meeting on this topic, I think, that we've had on the sound. Um, and the city has now come back to us this evening uh, with this proposed uh, amendment so that uh, our business owners in town can provide music uh, in an outdoor setting. Thank you. That's good. Um, I guess uh, uh, it seems to be an opportunity to define, to codify uh, the meaning of rooftop decks. I'm thinking of a building at the corner of Woodland and uh, Western that has a flat roof, that has restaurants in it, and those restaurants could easily be on the roof. Uh, I mean, I don't know about the air conditioners and all that, but it does provide an opportunity. And we've had rooftop decks come in proposed for the central business district and near the central business district, and it caused a lot of controversy. Um, so I would say that you need to take a look at that. And, um, and and put it in the code clearly um, and um, also having been director of, of um, noise abatement at O'Hare and Midway um, I would suggest that you look at at uh, peak ambient levels nighttime deserves a big penalty in a neighborhood especially of residences and and for that example I gave you is there's houses right up against that building um, and when you say there's an increase of five decibels, that's an exponential increase. That's not just five decibels, that's 25 decibels. So you have to be very careful that it sounds minor, five. No, that is not, not you should definitely consult a, a diagram that shows um, what various decibel levels actually mean to the human ear because you may be getting a little bit more than you're, count, you're counting on. So that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you. Are there any other? Um, at this point, um, there's an opportunity for public to address the plan commission for matters not on the agenda. Sure, Ms. Lopat, please come forward. <laughs> My name is Rami Lopat. I have a question about process. So, two things happened in the last couple of months where I wanted, uh, uh, step back. Um, 
my philosophy, having been a bureaucrat in a city hall, uh, is to develop good relationships with people, particularly the people who are making policy decisions on our boards and commissions. And I, so I like to develop a relationship, know who you are. I'd like to call you and nothing to do with anything formal, no public hearing, nothing like that. And um, so there's that. And secondly, um, recently I was listening to a podcast about preservation and yes, pretty esoteric, I know, but um, pod podcast about historic preservation and downtown development. And I thought it was really interesting. It was about Buffalo, New York. And I thought I would send it to you, Mr. Dixon, and you could listen to it and choose to distribute it if you liked or whatever. So I went on the city's website, and lo and behold, there's no way to contact any of you. No phone numbers, no address. <laughs> Same with Historic Preservation Commission, BRB. And um, these were things, and it refers me to send it to Kathy. I don't want to send it to Kathy. I, I know Kathy. I have a relationship, good relationship with Kathy. I want to call one of you. But I don't know how. Can you tell me how? I think all the communication for the public meetings and maybe uh, ACT, uh, Ms. Cernak can speak to that and the limitations to that. And I'm not um, as versed on that at the moment, but I know there, that that does create an issue and maybe you can speak to that. Yes, the city attorney ad advises us to collect information and distribute it. Um, just today, I think we received three different pieces of correspondence and I, I think I sent yours out within five minutes of receiving it, so we do share that and then we comply with open meetings act and there's there's no ex parte contacts and um so we we this do is, promptly share any information. i'm not talking about a public hearing but i do suggest that the website make clear what happens ex parte whatever during a public hearing versus if you i i think it's easy to keep i think people are with that caveat about public hearings you know can be do you have calling on a personal basis. Okay. Is there anything else that you'd like to address before the commission this evening? Well, I would like to get a definitive answer from the city. Thank you. Thank you. Anything else from staff announcement? Is this is this Lake Forest or is this uh, Rami Lopez town? You know. Uh, it's probably Lopez Town. We just live in it. <laughs> what? You know, I um, I do know. <laughs> she worked for the city of Chicago in the night when Harold Washington was the mayor. So there's that. What is what is it? Just close <laughs> things down. Like what? Can, uh, should we just go up there? Because everybody's got a right to speak. I you know look I, I, I like I said and Rick I'm sure you sat through quite a few public meetings uh, when you were on the no 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 hold on get residents before and after and probably tomorrow too yeah no. yes. Rami Lopat is one of those that is saying hey we need more studies we need more time that's the Lake Forest transparency mo and I forgot the uh, head guy on there but he said hey man we've been working on this for three years especially the last year. There is no more time or studies it's been done, you know, you know, cut it out. So I, I, I respect Blank or get off the pot. Yeah. So I'm like, well, <laughs> these guys, 
these people that bought 20 years ago or 30 years ago, whatever it is, it's like, I just want it to stay the way it was when I bought it. That's exactly. A, That's the, that is everybody wants to be the last person to move into a town. Right. I mean, and this goes everywhere. I, I've seen this in Glenview. I've seen this in Morton Grove. I've seen this in Skokie. Um, many other communities where everybody, they, they, their, their subdivision gets built, they move in, and it's like, no more. That's it. <laughs> so that is all part of that. I don't know what you want to call them. Definitely not transparent. I don't even think they're even opaque. <laughs> I find it ironic. So yeah. several times during the meeting, they said, we don't want downtown Lake Forest to be like downtown Highland Park. Yet most of those people want Lake Forest to vote like Highland Park. Yeah. Yeah. Democrats. Mm -hmm. okay. I mean, there was one speaker. There were three, three residents came up to the podium by my count. And uh, one of them I know, actually, I know I used to work with her brother, Courtney McGovern's brother, John, who unfortunately passed away, we worked for the Illinois Republican Party. I'm pretty sure Courtney's a Republican as well. Um, but she just came up and said, hey, I live, I think she said Mayflower. Yeah. Uh, and I just have concerns, make sure this is, you know, I, it was a very general comment. I don't know Courtney's involvement in other stuff. I know she's involved with the Ella Farm Foundation. No, but, she's making uh, reference to block the box and all that stuff, and they're trying to nail it. I don't want to put. I, I, in, in deference to the McGovern family, I, I, I don't want to get I got into no too deference. much on that. I got uh, no. I don't have time. All for right. Deference. The, the, I, but, starting with uh, Moorhead and uh, Lopat, they're all trying. Well, to... Well, Lopat, she felt the need to come up every time there was a right, like. They had another. They had another vote on uh, uh, the uh, speaker ordinance because they want to allow speakers at the yeah. restaurants. And, you know, they have to obviously open it up for audience comments. And she's, she's like, oh, I'll come up. I don't have anything to say, but, you know, I worked on O'Hare Noise. Like, first of all, noise at O'Hare Airport is not the noise on a music speaker at, at a restaurant. But she gets into all the decibels and stuff. Thankfully, I think the, the commission voted to approve that ordinance or the uh, recommendation to the city council, the ordinance, um, which is probably a good thing. I think it helps these businesses on that. And, the, it, you know, I, I, like I said, I have, we, every board, every community has a resident that comes up and speak at every meeting. I can remember the late Raymond Salal in Morton Grove coming up every meeting and was saying the same thing and he just ramble and ramble and ramble and uh he was the reason we finally yeah please put shut a time up limit on. Down. thank you well it's like you know i she i look, said it. This, is, this is america people have a right to speak their opinion okay yeah. it's not even that's opinion. Said, it's pontificating. No, we, we, we of all people okay. should be encouraging free speech <laughs> that's yeah what i mean are. absolutely so that's yeah it's expensive speech. It's slowing down everything. <laughs> Why do they charge per hour there? Yeah, well, yeah the, the government is get, get, by the hand right now. I don't think so. Yeah. I, so. I think, you know, but but at some point, look, and we've all been, Rick and I have been in those decision making points. You want to hear from the community, but at no. some point, you have to make this more than one person and, in the community. And yeah, there's I mean, not, well, you you're have never going to get 100%. the fact that there may be these are people who may want to speak up and who want to hear from them. You do want to hear what they have to say, 
But on the other hand, you also have to take it with a grain of salt and realize this is just one person standing there. There could be a hundred other people who feel the exact opposite. Who, who are majority. Yeah. Well, and I think the, the election returns spoke to that. This group, yes. you, you see these same individuals, you see them on social media, mm -hmm. you see them in the transparency letters and things like that. And when election time came, as we've said before, the people didn't just speak, they shouted. Yeah. Uh, they like what's going on in Lake Forest. They overwhelmingly uh, supported Mayor Tack. Mm -hmm. And so I think you have to put that in perspective. That said, this isn't North Korea where we just uh, you know, don't let anybody give their opinions and it's a total dictatorship. You do have to allow for uh, community input, but there's a balance and you have to put it in perspective of for every person that comes and speaks about something, there's hundreds, thousands that aren't there. And you know, that's again, silent majority. I get it. If you Robbie live next door, Moorhead and th that other guy, I don't remember. They're all part of the block, the box, the green meanies, the trans flat earth society, whatever, no progress. They would be against Market Square if it was being built today. I, I will say, I, I thought the most one of the most interesting comments I heard during that uh, was Kathy Zerniak commenting on the, the 35 uh, foot height limit uh, as being no longer something that can be uh, you, you can build three stories uh, and contain it within 35 feet. Uh, I, I, I would have liked to have heard actually a little bit more explanation uh, what has changed in uh, construction such that uh, you, you really need more than 35 feet. But, you know, that's certainly something that should be looked at. Uh, if you can't, you know, we, we Lake Forest does have lots of three-story buildings. Uh, it's very common in the, in the downtown area. And if um, and that 35-foot height limit was appropriate when it was set, but perhaps now uh, if styles and methods of construction have changed such that they need 40 feet or something higher, uh, we should be talking about that. Uh, we want to have a, a prosperous central but, business district. But they've you know, been we talking about this. We want our CBD to be very popular. Rick, they've been talking about this for years. What they're getting to is they don't want to have parties up on the rooftop deck, and they're trying to get things narrowed down so you don't have any more. Are they afraid they won't be invited? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're all invited. They're just on the <laughs> west side. No offense, Joe. So, <laughs> oh, hey, we got we got the wedding. We here's have our, the yeah, here's, our, here's our belt uh, issue here. <laughs> We've got the weddings at Eloa. So Pete is, uh, Pete is very East Lake Forest, <laughs> which I have no problem with. I I I totally baby like belt. What, what, I totally <laughs> like what Eloa does. So. All right. So I'm the both. issue with CBD, what I got out of it is, okay, you you build it up. I heard they were alluding to uh, subsidizing some businesses in there, and where are they going to park? So you have the Chase Bank. <laughs> That seems a little bit too farther away from what do they call the inner circle? You have behind the lantern, you got a parking lot. Somewhere along the way, there's going to have to be a parking garage. They don't want to call it a garage. No, it's a it's a structure in Lake Forest. It's not That's, a garage. It's yeah, a it's going to be a structure. And <laughs> I was I was I was uh, president of the uh, chamber uh, when they uh, built the parking lot, a uh, parking garage uh, behind Chase. Uh, and yeah, that was very controversial at the time. Uh, we have several different places that would be obviously perfectly suitable for a, a two-story uh, parking structure. Uh, one would be the Oakwood, uh, uh, the the lot 
um, behind City Hall, that is just to the north of City Hall, uh, between the Baptist Church and the uh, City Hall. Um, the, the other place would be uh, where the mobile lot was across the street from the Deer Path Inn uh, would be a good spot for it. Uh, it's just sitting there, uh, just sitting there as a open blighted spot in the middle of downtown Lake Forest. That's what they should be arguing about. I got to tell you right now, that spot and the building uh, that used to be the outdoorsman uh, to the uh, to the north of that lot, uh, which I've heard is in very bad condition on the inside, uh, that would be an excellent location for some good redevelopment. Um, but instead, it's just sitting there uh, as a, if you will, a blighted area in uh, the middle, right across the street from the Deer Path Inn of all places. How the hell do you get a parking, what do you call it, facility? Structure. 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 How the hell do you get that pass to make it look nice? It's a freaking garage. Well, Chase, Chase, uh, the, Chase Bank garage. One, the Chase Bank one is a great example of one. I mean, that's it looks fine. Uh, it's it's fairly open. You drive in to the top or you drive well, into the bottom. bank anymore, so maybe they'll take it over. There's a parking garage. There's a couple parking garages down in the in the CBD or next to the CBD now. I, I, I the boundaries of the CBD, I'm not quite sure. Um, but what's the near the Italian restaurant? Um, forgive me that I can't. Yeah, yeah, that's that. that's what I'm talking about. Okay, that's, yeah, that's yeah. The and there's box. one under the and if you really there's an underground one in the building where Duffer's is that you. Yes, can yeah, there is. It's really until ten o'clock at night if you're going to Duffer's, but I shouldn't give that away because yeah, it, it is. Yeah, that's a it's a relatively small one. It's for that building. Uh, uh, yeah, that office is an office building. Uh, but yes, you can park down there. Yes. The, so um, the that, but we really the, don't have there isn't any there isn't any others. I mean, there's also they talk about doing it what's called the quarta lot, uh, which is at Wisconsin and um, uh, Oakwood. Uh, uh, that would be a, 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 a one that would be very easily decked. I'll call it decked because what you're really talking about is uh, putting in either a, a second story or really large would be a third story. Uh, oh my so, god. Certainly, you, you could at least start with a second story, um, because a lot of these are yeah, like the quarter lot's good because it's also it's it's on an it's it's on a, an incline so that you can come come in from one side and come in from the other side, which is what they did on the I'll call it the Chase uh, parking lot, uh, the one across the street from Mia Francesca that we were talking about, uh, where you you go in from one side, you go in the uh, uh, ground floor. Uh, you go on the other side, you go up a little bit so that you're above the ones on the ground floor. Um, but they're really very, uh, fairly small uh, and uh, uh, very easily accessible. And I think that, that, that one's certainly worked out very well in Lake Forest. I don't yeah, I mean, we're not talking about, about that. Uh, a uh, you know, Marina City size parking garage no, or no, anything no. like that. <laughs> no, we don't, we don't need that. We're going to say that. We don't need that, but yes, we could use, uh, certainly with all the new restaurants and all the new activity in town, uh, we could use a better parking structure. And I, if I could put it anywhere, I think I would put it in that lot behind uh, to the north of City Hall. Uh, yeah, I mean, even I during the day, I've We're tried to go. Lake Colonial, it's right next to uh, uh, Market Square. You know, you talk about the inner circle. Uh, that's the location that's closest to the inner circle. If you, yeah, you cannot, Square. you cannot have any type if you're expecting to have more restaurants and more shops and stuff 
it's just not feasible to not have more parking because people drive. This is this is America. This isn't Europe where we all ride bikes. It's great. Some people ride their bikes and scooters mm-hmm. and, and all that, but or walk if you you guys live down there, so you guys yeah, probably walk, walk around. There, yeah. But but if you're there is just not enough, you you need to have a place to park, but you need to do it in a way that's tactful and um, you know, you're not going to bulldoze Market Square and or put a parking garage in front of Market Square or things. You don't want to pay like Paradise that. and put up a parking lot. Well, they... <laughs> hey, Joni, where's Joni? Um, where's Joni Mitchell when we need her? She's, she's <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> don't give him any ideas. I'll bring her in for a fundraiser. But uh, but, it was a, but no, it was a reference to the post office. Well, they've yeah. been in that for years. That thing's like a fortress. I don't know what the heck you're going to do with that thing. That's an oh, old yeah, school. That's, well, that's, actually, that's a good example of, uh, you know, to some extent, the post office is a nice thing because it's an anchor. People people go to the post office and they then uh, stop in other places and um, uh, have a cup of coffee or uh, and it, it brings people out and brings people in. But as a space, it's a lot of space. That's a lot of, uh, and I don't, I doubt if it's actually being efficiently used. Kathy said it's no way. Well, Kathy said it's pretty highly trafficked for a post office, but well, it is a nice. I will say of post offices, it is a it is a neat little old Mm. post office. The 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 times I've been in there, the people working have been very nice to me. Yes, they are. So I don't want to, which I can't say about all post offices, but uh, they, uh, you know, so. But that said, look, people are mailing. There's less mail today, right? Because of less email mail, and, and, and kids aren't owning cars. So could this? And be- they and, and they have a facility out on what is it, Bradley, that does. Uh, yeah, that's a where lot a lot of, of the actual the, work I think gets done. Yeah. Right, because when we like when we went on vacation and we did the hold our mail and then we came yeah. back early and we wanted and, it to get it early, we went to the post office downtown. We're like, hey, we're back early. Can we get our mail? They're like, oh no, we got I you have to call we have to call out to the Bradley Road thing. I'm like, well, can I just drive out to the Bradley Road thing and get my no, 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 no. So they we had to talk, they gave us a phone number and we called a person at Bradley Road. She's like, okay, we'll deliver it tomorrow. And so uh, but yeah, you know, there's less mail than there used to be. The the lot look at the downtown Chicago post office and how that said empty. For a number of years, but now yeah, it's man. been de- redeveloped into a pretty neat space. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes over the uh, Eisenhower Expressway there, or Congress Congress uh, Parkway, or uh, well, particularly the, the, the well back of the post right office, the, the, the so, alley in the back and the and the back loading areas. Those certainly could be, uh, I would think, better used. But on the other hand, what do I know about running a post office? But I've seen in other places buildings like that get redeveloped into like shops and restaurants and things inside mm-hmm. um i don't think that's going to happen uh but i think it can be it's, you know it's too so, small of a space to really be worth i mean it's not worth decking into a parking garage it's just it, it's not large enough for that no no and that was kind of a silly thing that they brought up in the meeting that they were going to build a parking deck over it or anything like that because i just don't see that if the post office were to leave I'm sure that there would be a lot of conversations and a lot of community dialogue about what to do with it. And my guess, this is my personal guess, it would end up being like some kind of uh, developed space where there'd be shops and restaurants and stuff 
at one point it was uh, proposed to put the historic society uh, in there. Uh, the historic society, which now has a nice, nice new building, uh, a nice newer building uh, on Deer Path uh, to yeah. the east of there. At one point there was a discussion about putting, uh, having the historical society take it over because it is a historic building. True, but that doesn't generate any revenue. So uh, no, no. <laughs> no offense to no, the history folks, which is a fine, it's a great, it's a great place. I've had a couple tours of that place and very nice. But right. uh, the, uh, like I said, I, I think there's some uh, other places this has occurred. Look, downtown Chicago, that post oh, office okay. I just mentioned over the expressway got, it took a long time and it sat empty for years. Uh, but it, it ultimately got redeveloped. And I'm sure if, you know, the Postal Service is a very difficult entity to deal with. You can talk to my uh, uh, friends at the Village of Glenview and when they oh, yeah. uh, built a new post office and all the drama they went through with dealing with the Postal Service just to get a sign changed and things because it was really uh, uh, not in accordance with what they had originally wanted. Uh, but, Some of these are rented. I mean, I think the one in Lake Bluff, the post office in downtown Lake Bluff, uh, is not owned by the post office. It's it's a rental uh, property. So, guys, what I you think you're going to see the postal service change the way it does things in the years to come because there's less demand for them. It's dead. It's dead. Let's go on to something else. The CBD. What are the issues? Are those the two issues? Parking and is this marijuana that? again? We, I'm looking at your shirt there. I figure the CBD must be. Uh, well, yeah. I don't think we want it. Maybe that you want a dispensary in downtown Lake Forest. I don't. I don't <laughs> think we want to go there. Man. No. I think a certain political party, that's what fixes everything. Dope and uh, <laughs> slots. <laughs> Sorry, transparency people. Well, you know, if, we could, if we could get slots. It is ironic. Okay, that, okay, that thing would be a whole different story. Okay. <laughs> Governor, Governor Pritzker was the one that, uh, you know, legalized cannabis and uh, uh, expanded gaming in the state, uh, but which I actually agreed with. Uh, but no, I don't like how they did no the problem. cannabis. No. I thought it was stupid how they did the cannabis licensing and stuff. And it, it's still, and with all the taxes they put on it, it's, I'm yeah. told that it's more, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, you're still better off going to uh, someone on the street to buy your. Uh, Scary thing uh, is guys. We... Than, than to the dispensary, but that, I don't know if we want to, that's not a subject for this, for the central, but you know, the whole CBD, why don't they just call it downtown Lake Forest? That's what I kind of, that's what I called it. Before. Yeah, it's because oh, yeah. I think it's always, because you say downtown, I'm going downtown. You mean you're going to Chicago, at least certainly if you said that 30 years ago uh, in common parlance, you know, I'm going downtown, I'm going to Chicago. If you're, if you're uh, trying to market something, you can't do acronyms. Not everybody. No, I agree. Yeah. But well, CBD, especially one that is also CBD, you know, has, yeah. has a, a secondary meaning here. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I agree. We we should have a better name for it. Uh, than Lake Forest Center. Lake, Lake Forest same, Center. Same struggle in Lake Bluff, by the way. Hey, I got an idea. Lake Forest Center. Ooh, kind of like that one. Kind of like that idea. Because that it's is pack, the, it's all yours. What if it's yeah, I won't charge for that <laughs> idea. Market <laughs> Circle. Oh, market circle. Yeah. I mean, because market market square is uh, the that is the center of the of it, of it for very good reasons, and uh, it is a really you know talk about sense of place. Market square has sense of place. You you go there, you know, even if you've never been there before, you walk in and you see this thing, go like, oh, this is an interesting little. Well, well what is this? Yeah, 
the uh, country's oldest um, uh, automotive shopping center. And for many years, Marshall Fields. Uh, you know, yeah, that's, I mean, that's we talk about vestigial. You know, I, I think it's time to close the book on that one. Uh, uh, while uh, many of us of our vintage uh, may have emotional feelings about Marshall Fields, uh, I don't think the Generation Z uh, shares that. I agree, but leave the plaques on the building. So, <laughs> well, there's more reasons for small business than keeping your spouse busy. So, hopefully, we can get more things, you know, going what on. What are you saying? Your wife would shop there a lot? No, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> hey, uh, honey, <laughs> I'm going to edit all. Marine, my Marine. wife does shop there. I'm editing all this out. All right. Are those the two <laughs> issues, or is there any more issues? So people want to know. I think they three, think I think three the, the number one issue uh I think parking is 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 a legitimate issue there uh building height uh is a very legitimate issue uh and also use you know one of the really tough things about running a small town like Lake Forest is having a good mix of businesses such that you are both on the one hand generating some sales tax revenue but Rick, and hold on, time, Rick. how can that be number your, three what's that you're, you're saying uh, what type of business can go in there? Yeah, yeah. Number number no. Number they three, they can't afford is, to go in there. Types of businesses uh, or business mix, let's call it that, because uh, you want to have some mix of restaurants slash uh, service, banks, realtors, uh, and, and this has been a traditional problem with Lake Forest. You guys should realize uh, there's a ten the the ten percent area, uh, the area that is bounded by Deer Path to the south. Uh, and um, uh, and then um, uh, Market Square to the north uh, was, and I think still is, subject to a rule that only 10% of the businesses can be ones that do not generate sales tax uh, revenue or, or, or uh, restaurant taxes. Uh, because the problem was the realtors uh, were taking over the downtown in the 1980s, uh, and they were outbidding uh, retail uh, and so the uh, city of Lake Forest, in a very uh, communistic, uh, non uh, non uh, non entrepreneurial manner, uh, put a, a num numerical restriction that no more than ten percent could be uh, uh, non retail. What about art galleries? Um, on that? Or so I, think, I think I don't know if they were. Uh, I think they that sales tax right generating. I think they're okay. But but the doors are. But locked. you know, we talked. You mentioned banks, Rick. Yeah. We talked about post office. Yeah, thanks to the other one, too. Thanks to the no sales tax. Yeah. But they're also becoming obsolete. You used to see these huge bank buildings yes. everywhere, and yeah, well, everybody's banking be, online now, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's a, you're right. It's it's a very different thing. I mean, because it used to be people would save up their money, and on Saturday, they would go to the bank. They would, you know, that was a, kind of a regular activity. They would put money in, take money out. Uh, but you would go there physically in person to do that. Now, of course not. And these banks need, like, like most uh, tech-oriented companies, these banks need fewer employees to operate. So they don't, yes. you know, they used to have, uh, yeah. you know, tellers. people sitting in desks and tellers. And now it's like they need like three people there. Yeah. yeah That's my guess, too, on Chase, that they're going to do something with that because they're just... It's not. It's 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 not being. There's used. so many Chase branches around. I have to think at some point Chase says we got to consolidate this. Or Lake Forest uh, Bank says kick them out of town. 
Like, yeah, I, I do my best <laughs> to stay away from Chase. I, I'm a uh, I'm a Wintrust guy. Yeah, Wintrust. Too many too many fees on Chase. Yeah, but Wintrust no yeah no no ATM fees. Wherever you go, if you uh, wherever you are, and I've done it in foreign countries, uh, no ATM fees at uh, Wintrust. So the subsidy part of things, you're gonna get a lot of people pissed, man. Like, why am I getting a cut of that? Right? Because they're gonna be subsidized. Well, business can't businesses can't afford to go in and pay the rents that are there. So they're talking about what I heard, and yeah. I'm sure I will be corrected, but I'm. 90% right on this one. The city's going to f- help pay or reduce tax, doing something to help put small businesses in there so they can afford the rents. Pete, you're down to 90% right on this one? I mean, usually you were 100. <laughs> no, 90. 90. There's, there's <laughs> Just 90 on this one. Uh, right. These are things that are going to have to get debated in many ways. I, this is last, uh, this plan commission approving this plan by no means uh, is the last step in this well, process. There's, there's going to be a lot of things. Like we did a, we did a, when I was on the board from 1999 to 2003, during that time in Morton Grove, we adopted a plan, a comprehensive plan. And things that we suggested and, and call, called for in our plan are finally getting implemented the last couple of years there. Like, like I said, I talked about the, they wanted to redevelop the area near the train station. You didn't see that happen uh, for quite a few years. They, got, they finally got the Moretti's restaurant on Dempster Street there. Um, they put in some, some additional housing and replaced some of the old industrial a property that was not being used anymore. Uh, so these things, there's going to be a lot more to come where the public is going to see, going to discuss what each project is and where it goes. This is by no means the last step. They, 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 there is so much more to come. And, and that's why they needed to that's why they, as they said in that meeting, and you said earlier, Pete, that's why they needed to say, we got we to gotta move forward here because we're going to be spinning our wheels forever and it's still going to take time, okay? But I think, you know, Kathy did a great job throughout that meeting of clarifying and explaining. And she basically said, you know, this gives us a framework to work with. We don't want to be too restrictive to preclude some developers, but ultimately, each project is going to have to come before the board. And to your point, Pete, about uh, subsidizing rent and stuff, I don't know if if tax increment financing is going to be part of this plan or not. Uh, but that is something. If you if you're a small business and you're not getting that, and you've been toughing it out, and you got somebody that's a hundred yards over to your left. Yeah, and they're getting subsidized. Yeah, no. And, you know, I mean, TIF is supposed to be for blighted areas. Uh, that was the <laughs> initial idea. That's uh, all relative. And yeah. nothing in Lake Forest is blighted. Yeah. Relative. Well, it is, and they did put a <laughs> like TIF in West Lake Forest. Yeah, West Lake Forest, uh, you know, wealth. You know, uh, the West Side, you know, that, that, that was a blighted area over at um, the corner of Everett and uh, Waukegan Road. Was, it, was that a TIF? That was a TIF. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we did, like I said, we did, I think we had two, three, we had three tips in Morton Grove, Dempster, Waukegan, and the Ferris Lehigh, which is the metro station. And, you know. So Moorhead and his posse. I did not. 
Moorhead and his posse are, are riding around town. And I'm guessing that those will be the things that are going to pop up that they're going to try to halt things. Wasn't Moorhead reappointed by Mayor Tack at his very first, like right after he took the oath, didn't he reappoint Moorhead and a bunch of other people? I believe the I think he did. I think before well, I don't think he was making any changes in uh, terms of uh, leadership of the uh, committees. He's like he, a uh, a ghost. That, uh, that was part of what he pledged to do. Yeah. Well, he's a gopher between two different boards, and he's got to come up on one of these things. Uh, I think one of them. He's like that's solely his job, and uh, good luck with the caucus approving him again. So but Moorhead was Moorhead was also part of the study group that Randy chaired. So I don't know, and and he used to be part of the caucus, and you know that history. Who, 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 who knows? And not to pick on him specifically, but this I, there's going to be a I, there's going to be a lot more on this topic. But this I isn't guess the if, end we're, of this if we're getting in a conflict of infra, a conflict of interest, it's all these same people that are blocking everything, and they just happen to be on these boards. If you're going to be on these things, the number one rule of being on the caucus or picking people is no agenda. Just what I'm saying. So it seems to me more has an agenda. Lopat has an agenda. Right? Well, she's not on the board. She might as well be on the board because she speaks more she than speaks the board members. <laughs> <laughs> she should come up. Hey, Rami, I, I met you at the Lake Forest 101. You seem like a really nice person. Come on the show. Let's talk. Uh, I want to hear you say. I, I don't. We've got two. You don't have two hours to kill, Pete? I, I, come on. You know what? I draw the line. <laughs> I draw the line in Rami Lopez. I'll, I'll host the podcast. With I her. see. Go ahead. Well, we are we are we are the transparency now. Uh, we're now yeah. we're, I mean, look. I, I want to be bigger than the, I want to be bigger than the people that shut All right, I'll tell us you what. out and shut other people out. All right, That's I'll okay. tell you. We'll bring on Rami Lopat and we'll bring on uh, Paul Ham and Eggs and we'll have a free show. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh. All right. We can talk oh. about the park show. Yeah, we can talk about the baseball, the the, the lack of use oh. of the baseball fields. So that's uh, okay. You oh. want to get a couple couple uh, days on that? We can do that. All right, oh. going to going to the next thing. Couple <laughs> couple things. The city uh, city council meeting was last night. Uh, Mr. Wald uh, Alderman Waldeck. This time, I would like to formally nominate. Joseph Waldeck for the position of First Ward Alderman. It's a matter of background. Joe grew up in Lake Forest after his parents moved here in 1957. He comes from a family devoted to public service and giving back. His father served as mayor of Lake Forest from 1978 to 1981 and handed down his passion for the community to Joe. Joe, an attorney, distinguished himself as a fair and respected associate judge for the 19th Judicial Circuit Court of Lake County. He stepped down from the bench in December of 2022. His accomplishments and associations are many, including serving on the Gordon Community Center Board of Directors and most recently having served as the chairman of the city's legal committee from 2021 to 2022. May I have a motion? to approve the nomination of Joseph Waldeck for the position of First Ward Alderman. So moved. Second. We will have a roll call vote. Alderman Notes? Aye. Alderman Powers? Aye. Alderman Gushgarian? Aye. Honorable Mayor Tack? Aye. Alderman Novit? Aye. 
Five yay, zero nay, motion carries. Congratulations, Alderman. sworn in he got his little badge I, wonder if the other guy I, hope the other, I hope the other guy turned his badge in and <laughs> i hope he didn't use it at, i hope he didn't use it at starbucks to drink yeah. it out yeah, it where, where is his badge yeah you know that happened in northbrook uh years ago and that trustee is now the mayor but that's uh, another uh <laughs> issue where they did the do you know who i am i would like to take your picture <laughs> i got a badge <laughs> We need some sticking badges. Yeah. I didn't get I didn't get a dang badge in Morton Grove. I just had a little name. Yeah. Tag. That was well, yeah, it. same thing in Lake Bluff because we're you know we're we're not the same system, so we didn't get badges. That's why it's Morton Grove yeah. and badge envy. I wanted we had badges. We don't need no stinking badges. Yes, we did need the stinking badges. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. That might be one to look at. I'm not sure the badge is a good idea, but all right. No, that's that's yeah, uh, but that's a good, it's a good question though. What happened to uh, to uh, I forgot I forgot the guy's name already. Um, what happened to his Polaroid? I I, uh, I have full confidence that uh, the mayor and the police department made sure they have that badge. Yeah, Carl uh, Waldorf probably uh, yeah, made sure of that, I would hope. So the next thing I have on my list is uh, the Bears practice schedule for the public. They've just put it out. First one is July Ooh. 6th. Party at Joe's house. Mm -hmm. I can yeah. see Hellas Hall from my house. Yeah, up I'm excited. I want to get in. The, the one I have one goal in life remaining. People say, "Do you want to be on the council or mayor?" And no, I uh, want to get a tour. I want to get a tour of Hallis Hall. <laughs> I am a lifelong Bears fan. I went to the Super Bowl that they won in 1986. I I, I eat, sleep, drink Chicago Bears. I want to get a tour of Hallis Hall. I I, I did one time, by the way. We do we have as a bar association, <laughs> Lake County Bar Association did an event there. Uh, and as part of that, yeah, yeah, we did get tours of uh, and like, bring my son. I want to bring my son because it was really Bears cool. Oh, I, I got a picture, you know, picture of me and Terry along with the Super Bowl trophy, the Vince Lombardi trophy from the eighty six. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. I, I got a picture with that. Yeah, only one of them. They only have one, gotta, but it's it's you know it's there. I well, I have that picture because they had that Bears one hundredth anniversary convention in Rosemont a few years ago. So I have a picture ah, of the trophy. Good. <laughs> and uh but uh and i believe me i just 
I think it's so cool that we have this facility in Lake Forest. I listen to sports radio a lot when I'm driving and I hear the guys now, yeah, reporting live from Lake Forest on the Bears. Here's, you know, and it's like, hey, that's right down the, the street from my house. You know? That was, the, I think it was the second coolest thing about Lake Forest. Having a zoo was very cool, but now we don't have a zoo anymore. Well, uh, you might say we have that at some of the meetings, but I think uh, those transparency people <laughs> make a uproar on that. That would be so. Yeah, well, that, that that went so quickly and so quietly. Uh, you know, particularly it was a very popular thing with kids in particular. I mean, if you have grandkids as I do, you know, one thing you can always do with them is you take them over to Ellowa Farm and uh, you know just let them run around there a little bit and look at Bruce the Bobcat and uh, you know all the different animals. Uh, you know, now that's all closed. That's that you know, thing well, I think quicker than I mean, it is kind of absurd that this town of 20,000 people has its own zoo like that. Um, and yeah, I guess it was really just Rob Carmichael's uh, uh vision, uh, determination, uh, to make create it, and it was hugely successful. Um, yeah, I, I, I think we will definitely miss that. I'd love to get Rob on the show. I don't. I've never met him, so I, I don't. But I've heard nothing but nice things about yeah, very him. Very nice guy. Folks. Wonderful guy. Yeah. Maybe Pete, we can reach out to him. Or if Rob's listening, reach out to us. Yeah, Rob. Uh, um, yeah, give us a call. Because he's a former employee now, so he's free to speak his right. mind. I don't think he signed Maybe, a severance package. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, Wicca we camp, talked a little uh, bit about this a few weeks home. ago. I think the issue there, my understanding, but I'd love to hear different perspectives, is. Rob was doing the work that four or five people were really supposed to do under today's zoological standards. And so you had to make it mathematically possible. Yeah. He probably, he probably didn't follow the labor laws for one thing. I mean, you know, most, most government employees are supposed to work a certain Mm -hmm. time and then they stop and there's unions and all that stuff and i yeah, I, mean, again, I don't know the specifics but yeah but there's there's lots of late night stuff that he had to do i'm sure and weekend stuff uh yeah oh those animals was, don't my, uh, my, those animals my favorite don't, one was uh, we were, stop we were needing help at five o'clock we were playing golf on deer at deer path uh in a uh, charity golf outing and we're, we're going along there we come up to and i, I can see that something's on the green up and i can see in the distance something yeah, on the green. and we're getting closer and closer it wasn't my ball definitely not uh we're getting closer and closer i realized rob's up there on the green with a giant gila monster thing i mean this thing is a you know a big animal uh big amphibian animal and it's he's up there on the green <laughs> And everybody, of course, is looking at us like, "Oh my God, what is this thing here?" It was a, it was really a a surrealistic uh, experience seeing Rob with this Gila monster uh, on the Deer Path Golf Course. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, he, he had some fun with it. Be Joe, great. It'd be a great show to talk about. But Joe, Joe, let's talk about something that's living. Your neighbors there, the uh, Bears. Why don't you run over there and get a two tree uh press passes and we want to come over and uh as media and that thing is like fort knox you can't get in there no oh, yeah. i understand all and in fairness all nfl teams are doing that because yeah. even to. when when i went to lake forest 101 the bus tour originated from the municipal building next door that should have been the Costco. uh and there was like three guys standing on the street waiting to see if a bears when the bears players would come out if they could get an autograph and they're out on that street out there so yeah. um i can see where they moved you know back in the day they were at um 
you know, Lake Forest College. Right. I, when I worked at haagen all the 85 Bears would come in and buy ice cream. It was really cool. Uh, but the Bears, like most, like all NFL teams, I'm no, pretty sure have moved. You're a member of the media and you want some passes. Just knock on the yeah, door. Good luck. Give me some bail money. I, I need Lester to bail me out of jail. Though. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> this, this will be a good way. Hey, I'm with the Lake Forest podcast. Can I get a, a press pass? <laughs> I know. Hey, social. But I would love. I would love a tour of of, of Hallis Hall. Lifelong right. Bears fan. Here, Joe. I speak can see to Hallis Hall from my house. Take a breath, Joe. Speak <laughs> to the social media guy of the Chicago Bears. What do you want to tell him? Can my son and I please have a tour? No, but I, I would love to. I would love to have somebody on from the Bears on this show to talk about Lake Forest. I mean, we don't. I don't want to bug him about who the draft picks are and how the quarterback's going to do this year. Because there's plenty smart. of shows. Or where, or where the new stadium's going to be now that they're moving to Waukegan. Yeah, and that's a whole thing. <laughs> that's going to happen. <laughs> I have repeatedly heard uh, from uh, people that no matter where the stadium winds up, they are committed to remaining in Lake Forest. So uh for that facility. So well, I mean that's just built that facility. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful building. Yeah, and you gotta remember the Hallis family has deep ties. That'll make a nice to Lake Forest. <laughs> Costco. <laughs> a little 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 remote down the road there for, for Sam's. Yeah. Well there's one in Vernon Hills now, but I'm sure All right. can... Chicago yeah. Bear social media guy. Come on now. The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more. Forest Bluff Real Estate Team serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parnell. Get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard-to-find small-batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Gangier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Navy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest own Mike Havy. Check them out at havycommunications.com. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters. Matt A, Elizabeth C, Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C, and Helen. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Rod Stop and Captain Mike's in Kenosha, the Greentown Tavern, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan.